When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome everybody to Sustainable Success. You found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. Welcome. We love to have new listeners to the show. And each and every week, we bring to you guests that share their words of wisdom and insights to help not only your business scale to the next level, but also your personal lives. We cover relationships, wellness topics, as well as business strategy, entrepreneurship, and so on. If you Anything that deals with success, you found us here at the right place at Sustainable Success. We highly encourage you to check us out on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success 2017. There again, you'll find many of our great guests that have shared their insights to help you and your businesses take it to the next level. Highly encourage you to interact there, ask us any questions. And if anybody has any questions to anything related to success in in their business and personal life, feel free to reach out to us here at Sustainable Success at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Again, that's Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. It's a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing together alumni from different generation types, from Gen Z to baby boomers and you name it. It's a great platform that is highly authentic, takes all the noise out of social media, no notifications. It just allows you to generally connect with others and share you know, insights and different things that could help you personally and in your business. A great way to meet new people as well as perhaps land your next job or next business opportunity. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. Today, we've got a great show today. We're going to talk about, uh, from a wellness perspective, how to improve digestion energy levels, and mood naturally and simultaneously. We have an expert here. Her name is Dr. Adeola Mead. I know her personally. She is a naturopathic physician with 15 years of experience who provides integrative wellness programs to help people improve digestion, energy, and mood naturally and simultaneously. She also helps organizations implement wellness initiatives that improve mental and physical health while creating a culture of camaraderie. I love that. It's all about harmony and, you know, well-being. I love it. And she's going to talk a lot a lot about that today. So without further ado, we welcome Dr. Adiola Mead to the show. How are you doing, Dr. Mead? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I, I love this topic. And, you know, you know, especially when you look at nutrition, it's, You know, we've been hearing nutrition, things about nutrition for years, you know, diet programs and all these things that are good for you and so on. But, you know, being a naturopathic physician, you know, you kind of approach things from, you know, from, from Nate, you know, like, again, from the source foods as our, you know, and, and, and how we take care of ourselves as our best medicine. Talk about, I guess, if we, if we lead off with digestion, I always heard that the digestive tract is where our source of, of, of natural health kind of stems from. Maybe I'm wrong, but if you could talk about that and then how that really impacts everything else, you know, when it, when it comes to our physical well-being. 
Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. The digestive tract is your central processing unit, right? So you put food into your body and it is your fuel. So you need your digestive tract to be healthy so that you can convert the food that you eat into fuel so your body can work. Um, and it's really connected to your brain as well. There's almost a brain in the gut. So lots of neurotransmitters that you use in the brain to, you know, control your mood and to maintain mental processes are created in the gut. So it's a big source of where mental health also um, is, is, is born, shall we say. So gut health is imperative for every other type of health. Wow. That's so powerful. And when you, when you think about from your, you know, being a doctor and seeing so many patients and from different types of people from different backgrounds, where would you say gut health is overall? Is it, you know, in a better place than it was before, or, or is it something that we, we have to continue to address? It absolutely needs to be addressed consistently because it, it can shift, right? If someone is experiencing lots of stress, for example, then their gut health is going to change um, because when you are in a nervous system state where you are trying to manage a stress, you're either in fight or flight state or rest and digest, right? So if you're stressed, you're in fight or flight, you're not going to digest very well. Um, and I'm seeing more and more people under so much stress that they are having real difficulties with digestion because their body is trying to keep them running from a tiger, even if it's just like a deadline or, you know, uh, a stressful social interaction. And they're not in a state where they can just really rest, digest their food and use their fuel properly. So I'm seeing lots more digestive disorders that are long-term where it's been months and years or maybe lifelong coming to my office. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate to that. I mean, I know that personally, by the way, because I, I know for my, throughout my twenties, I operated in a fight or flight state pretty much every day of my life. And I was one of those people that I had a tendency to really like eat my food very, very fast. And, and maybe it was because of the anxiety and the stress. And it was just a way if I ate fast, it, you know, I thought maybe not even realizing it might comfort me or, you know, ease my, my stress and my, my anxiety. But what you're saying is it actually really stresses the digestive tract and, you know, that can disrupt and impact other parts of the body that, that are part of our optimal well-being. Yeah, I mean, it, it. where does it start, right? Like, does it start with the digestive problem or stress problem? And sometimes the lines between the two blurry. So if you're eating quickly, for example, you don't give your body a chance to anticipate the food that's coming. That's why it's so important to develop a ritual around food, actually. So from the moment you think about food to getting groceries and um, preparing your food, that all gets your mind and your body and even like your your digestive you know, tracked all ready to eat. So you'll start making digestive enzymes. Your saliva will have um, aspects of it that will start to break down your food just from thinking about food and preparing the food. So if you quickly drive through somewhere and eat as quickly as possible, you don't give your body a chance to prepare. So you're less likely to digest properly because, you know, your body just didn't know it was coming. So you're not fully, you know, stocked up with all the agents you need to break down your food properly. And then if you have all this like, 
improperly digested food, it's really hard to absorb it and use it as fuel. Um, and then you're going to end up being more tired um, or just needing to eat more sooner, right? Because you didn't digest your food properly. Um, so yeah, it really starts from developing a bit of a ritual and understanding that feeding yourself and fueling yourself is, is a big part of your self-care. Well, I, I love the way you said about ritual and that's so true. I mean, we live in this, uh, we live in this world of, you know, technology and people, you know, can get a hold of you at any given moment on your phones and gadgets that we carry out. And, you know, a lot of people bring this to the dinner table where they go to lunch or breakfast. And so when you talk about a ritual, what would you suggest could be a good ritual? Is it go, is it get back to like old fashioned values? Like, you know, you eat at the dinner table or you eat at the, you know, at a table staying away from devices and things that can distract you and focus on either eating or having a conversation with someone if that's, that's the case uh, when you're, while you're eating. Absolutely. Um, starting from just planning to prepare your food, right? Like we're, we're on the go so much that we don't take a chance to just plan what we're going to eat. And then, even, I mean, even if it's just taking it out of the fridge and into the microwave, you know, like sometimes you just need to, to plan on interacting with the food in that way. And setting the table is nice, making sure you eat with others. I mean, the studies show that um, it impacts your mental health to eat with others and you digest better if you eat with other people. So the communal aspect of eating is really important for your digestion and for your mental health, right? You're less likely to be stressed if you're eating with people that you love and enjoy. And you're talking about things that are, are, you know, not stressful, you know, things that bring you joy. And you're, when you eat with others, you're more likely to take your time to eat too, because you take a bite, you chat a little bit. So now your body has a chance to develop all those digestive enzymes, increase your stomach acid. So it's preparing to digest properly. So yeah, um, music is helpful. And then chewing really slowly makes a big difference too. Um, when we chew quickly, we just don't like physically break down the food, you know, down enough so that we can digest it properly. But if you kind of develop a ritual, you eat slowly, you have good conversation, you're setting yourself up for success. Wow, that's fabulous. So that's great. So again, you know, it's getting back to basics and, and I know, you know, something we do in my family is that when we are, you know, together, we do eat at the, at the dinner table, whether it's for lunch on a Saturday or Sunday or dinner. And so on breakfast might be different because people get up at different times. And so, you know, we may, you know, but regardless, I always make sure I eat, you know, away from my office or somewhere where I don't have a, a computer or a phone that's going to distract me. And I think that really made a big difference in my life in terms of how I, you know, going from a fast eater to taking more time now to enjoy, enjoy the food. What, what do you recommend? I mean, is it true that if you take time to chew your food before swallowing, does that have also a, 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 an impact on your digestive tract? Rather than, you know, if you're just putting something in your mouth and swallowing and not taking time to chew it. Yeah, um, you break it down physically when you chew it, right? So now it breaks it, it breaks the food up a 
um, enough that your digestive enzymes can work on it, right? Um, and then you're going to be able to break it down further, further along your digestive tract. So yeah, a lot of people just kind of inhale their food and it's really hard to break down something that is so large for little enzymes. They're powerful enzymes, but you know, if they're working on something that's relatively huge as opposed to something that's smaller, it's going to be a little bit tougher. So yeah, slowing down, chewing the food really thoroughly. I've seen that one um, recommendation by itself completely transform people's digestion. Wow. And what would you recommend? You know, there are people out there that have digestive tract disorders and I'm not obviously an expert in this area at all, but you know, Crohn's disease can be something and there can be other things out there. What do you recommend for people that are, that are struggling or allowing themselves to struggle? I always say that you, it's always a choice, but, but they're dealing with, you know, something like Crohn's disease or something that's disrupting or, you know, their digestive tract. I think the most important thing is to figure out exactly what is wrong with Crohn's. For example, there's an inflammation, a chronic inflammation in the colon um, that you need to be aware of. So you have to figure out how to reduce the reactivity of your immune system because your immune system causes inflammation or perpetuates inflammation. So how do you get your immune system to a place where you're not always inflamed? That will significantly reduce the symptoms of Crohn's disease and same with um, celiac and same with IBS, um, irritable bowel disease. You have to figure out what is underlying those symptoms and then work at that level. Um, I see a lot of patients who have IBS symptoms, Crohn's um, and other inflammatory digestive tract issues. And the first thing we do is figure out if there's specific foods that they're eating that might be contributing to the inflammation in their gut. Um, And everyone is different. There's so many bad diets and, um, you know, all sorts of one size fits all sorts of recommendations. And you have to really figure out what's best for you because then you'll make the most headway. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's awesome. Great great advice. So those that are listening, again, take some notes here. This is uh, great, especially for those that you know that are, you know, may have quite maybe brought up in conversation about ways that they can improve their digestive system. Perhaps they're not listening to the show right now, but yet you could give them the gift of sharing this link later that they can listen on demand. So there's a lot of great information here. So Dr. Mead, if we want to, I'm looking forward to, you know, talking about in the second segment about how this impacts our energy levels, but just to finish up kind of like on digestive tract, what could be some steps, you know, people could take to start making improvements slowly and then eventually getting to the point where their digestive tracts are working for them? Yeah. Um, The first thing is developing that ritual around eating, right? Slowing down, chewing um, properly and thoroughly, and then trying to figure out if there are foods that might be contributing to inflammation in your body. And there are foods that are fundamentally inflammatory, like sugar is. Um, some people have issues digesting dairy or wheat. Um, so figuring out if there are foods in your diet that you notice cause an issue, and then going from, from there and eating foods that you know are anti-inflammatory for you and make you feel good. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. So that's great. Yeah, I know I... I have uh, certain foods that I know that can, you know, irritate my digestive tract or it gives me, I know cheese. <laughs> I, uh, even though I love, I do like pizza and uh, mozzarella, I will tolerate it, but, but cheese has a, 
kind of a negative reaction with me with my digestive tract. And I don't know if it's the lactose or not, probably more than likely. Do you find a lot of times that people have similar type situations? Yeah, there's some common ones. I usually have people start with with dairy, right? With wheat and gluten, um, with sugar, with corn, soy, um, eggs can be really common as well. So there are about seven to 10 different ones, foods with yeast that I usually have people who are not exactly sure if something's bothering them, but know that something they eat consistently gives them some trouble. So we just start with something basic like that. That's an um, elimination diet. So you take those things out of your diet, you give your gut a little bit of a break and a chance to heal if there's damage due to inflammation that's been going on for a long time. And then you reintroduce them like, okay, was it dairy. And then usually if you've given yourself a break and then you try it again, you know, for sure, if that thing was a problem, right, you'll notice symptoms right away. And then you have a choice. You can keep eating it. You can eat it once in a while, or you can just avoid it for a long period of time and enjoy better digestive health. Wow. That's great. No, I agree. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, we got about just about a minute left. We have a minute left in the show. And uh, I really, really love this conversation, what you are sharing. And uh, so in terms of digestive tract, so for those that, again, are listening, that, that again, t- take in mind what she shared with you with those steps, because they're so vitally important. And, and, you know, again, if you have to listen to this show again, which we encourage you to do, please do so. Last 30 seconds, uh, Dr. Mead, and, and before we go to break. Any other final comments you'd like to make about uh, our digestive tract in terms of achieving uh, optimal well-being? I think just a little tip jumped in my mind when you said I had 30 more seconds, but not to drink too much water when we eat because it dilutes your digestive um, enzymes, it dilutes your stomach acid, and then you can't properly digest your food. So if you're going to eat a meal, have little sips of water, don't guzzle water while you eat. It makes it so it's harder for you to break down the food. Wow. Well, everybody, this is some powerful information. We got more to come. So if you are wondering why maybe perhaps you're feeling sluggish, why you maybe you're not at your peak level in terms of your well-being, energy, we got more to come with Dr. Adeola Mead. She is a naturopathic physician with several years experience in this area. She's going to be coming back, giving the value here in the second part of the show. And we're going to be looking at energy levels from there. So we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. 
Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success, where, you know, here we are talking about how to improve digestion, energy levels, and mood naturally and simultaneously. If you're just joining us here, we're here with Dr. Adiola Mead. She's a naturopathic physician, again, with over 15 years experience in providing integrative wellness programs to help people improve digestion, energy, and mood naturally and simultaneously. You're going to be learning more about her, what she does with individuals and corporations in terms of wellness programs here a little bit later here in the show. So, Dr. Mead, we, we talked about the digestive tract and, the, you know, as a kind of like a starting point, a foundation for our well-being and how we, you know, how, the energy that we, we seek in our lives. Let's talk about energy levels and mood. Like in terms of some of the things that affect our energy levels and mood, if we could talk about the, the things that affect it and then we could go into some of the things that we could be doing to find more harmony and elevating our energy levels and mood as a result. Sure. So energy levels definitely have to do with the fuel that you put in your body. But again, um, having all the the building blocks, I'd say, to to have the right amount of energy depends on your your blood makeup, your hormones, your um, your activity level, um, and just sort of your your general self care routine and lifestyle. So often I will do just some screening blood tests on patients right from the beginning, especially if they're seeing their fatigue, because there's there's a lot that could be deficient um, that can be contributing to that. Um, often there's like an iron deficiency or an anemia um, that's more frequent in women. So that's important to know because you could you know throw the kitchen sink at a fatigue problem, and if you're not getting enough of those basic minerals in, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. Um, So yeah, looking at iron levels, looking, making sure that there's no anemia. Um, You want to also make sure that you have enough iron stores because it's one thing to have enough iron kind of coursing through your body. It's another thing to have enough stores to to fall back on in case you become deficient. Um, I also look at hormones. Thyroid hormones are really important to be aware of because the thyroid is your master metabolic organ in the body. And if you are um, low producing in your thyroid hormone levels, then you're going to have lots of fatigue, um, digestive disturbances for sure, um, and often depression, things like that, difficulty losing weight because your metabolism is slower because your thyroid isn't working as well. Um, So that's really important to know so that you can, you know, take steps to help improve hormone balance and therefore thyroid function and metabolism. Um, And then there's sleep too. Sometimes I forget about that. Yes, you got to have sleep. (laughs) It's really hard to have good energy levels if you're exhausted, you know, and that could be from just working really hard or now 
a lot of times people are exhausted because we just don't go to sleep. You know, like we're doing all sorts of things during the day and maybe you just finally have a few minutes to relax in the evening and we're just staring at these screens and scrolling endlessly or watching, you know, binge watching things because we we want to reclaim that time that's just for us. But I have lots of patients who say, oh, I don't really go to bed until one or two in the morning. Well, you know, work starts at like seven or eight or six even and it's just not enough hours. So we really need to get better about putting ourselves to bed, getting enough hours of quality sleep and, you know, setting ourselves up to have good energy. So what would you say when it comes to sleep? Is there like a certain time that we should be going to bed? Like, I mean, that for, I mean, if we're looking on average for people overall. Everyone's a little bit different, but I do find that people who go to bed between nine and 10 get the most quality sleep. Like the best quality sleep you can get is before midnight. So I usually tell people to start heading to bed around 9, 30, 10, latest 11 o'clock. And they are the ones who tend to tell me that they have the best energy consistently. Wow. Well, I guess that that explains why I got, I have a lot of good energy. I get up at 4.15 every morning. I've been doing that for 20 something years now, 20, well, God, over that 22 years now, but I go to bed usually between nine and 10. So at this point in my life, if I get like six, six, uh, a little over six hours of sleep, that's good for me. Cause I'm, so I found as I got older, I don't need as much sleep as I did when I was younger. Is there, is that a truth to that? When, as you get older, we don't need as, as much sleep or I, I could be wrong. I mean, I mean, some people may say, no, I, I, I still need more sleep. You know, it, it varies per person, but you, there is a trend where as we get older, we just don't get as much sleep, but we can still function well. Most people do well around, you know, seven to nine hours. Some people can get away with six. Um, but, you know, if you do get more like five or six hours, you have to make sure your day is such that that is not exhausting, right? You have to kind of budget your energy and know yourself well, that if you are, you know, going to have a lot going on the next few days, you want to put some some rest and sleep in the bank um but it, it really does vary but there is a trend that as we get older we just get less sleep and that tends to be fine you just have to know how to to budget well got it so what would you recommend like when you look at you know, now shifting gears i'm going back to the energy energy levels again and, and i we could definitely come back to sleep too is there like a like just like there was a ritual at for the digestive tract and how we eat would there be a ritual of some sort, uh, depending upon the person, for looking at our energy level and mood? Absolutely. Um, I think things like when you get up in the morning to open up the shades and get some sunlight, um, it, it actually helps to shift your hormones. Um, we are very a seasonal you know, ritual routine oriented species, right? You know, like the seasons are a routine, day and night is a routine. So the body loves routine. So as it gets darker throughout the day, the body starts to produce more melatonin. So you can kind of get tired at night and have a good restful sleep. And in the morning, the melatonin starts to decrease as you get closer to around six, seven in the morning. Um, and then you have like cortisol and thyroid hormones that start to increase to motivate you to get moving and have energy through the day. So a good ritual is to wake up in the morning. And then once you, you know, exposed to the sunlight, it starts to 
pivot that um, shift for you. So you start to reduce less melatonin, you get less sleepy, you start to perk up a little bit and just sunlight does that for you, right? So that's a good way to start your day. Um, And then stretching, breathing, you know, some exercises really help to get um, air, you know, oxygen to your brain, through your cells, get, you know, your blood pumping and moving. That'll help you um, have more energy as well. Eating a good high protein breakfast makes a big difference too, um, because your breakfast is going to help you, you know, kind of budget your energy through the morning and kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. You want lots of protein because if you have something that is more sugar, your blood sugar will go higher, but then it'll drop off cliff, right? And you're going to be exhausted like mid-morning or mid-afternoon because your blood sugar has tanked and you're going to want something to bring that blood sugar up quick. And we often don't make the best choices if we're at low blood sugar. But if you have protein, it helps to sustain your um, energy and your blood sugar back balance through the morning and through the day. So you don't get like super hungry or desperate You make better choices that way. And it makes sure that you have good energy as well. So what would you recommend? Like if we were eating like for energy levels and mood, like something for breakfast, like good protein, would that be, could that be, I mean, I know eggs could sometimes, you know, some people that could not be good, but would eggs like whole eggs be better than like say egg whites, that type of thing? Egg whites can, as long as eggs don't bother you, eggs are a great option for protein. Egg yeah. whites, you know, specifically, um, nut butters are really good. Um, whole grains can be nice, like, you know, a nice oatmeal. I find that if you add, uh, and you should see like my oatmeal bowls in the morning, they're like intense, <laughs> like just like falling, things are falling out of it because I put oats and then like a bunch of walnuts in there and like chia seeds and berries and cut fruit and things like that. And I mean, it definitely looks pretty, but what it is, it's, it's filling, it's filling my bowl with healthy fats and proteins and vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. So it's really, it's medicine bowl and it tastes really delicious and it's pretty. So the best way to, <laughs> to do it is to just make your food your medicine. Um, and yeah, like nuts and seeds. So like walnuts are great um, in the mornings or nut butters are good on like a whole grain piece of toast. Um, I do a lot of um, uh, probiotic or like Greek yogurt, you know, like the plain yogurt that doesn't have sugar or flavorings or anything like that. And you can add, you know, um, like a healthy sort of granola or nuts and seeds in that as well. Um, that makes a big difference because the the plain Greek yogurt will have like a good amount of healthy fats in it and protein too. Wow. So when you said nuts, I was thinking like, you know, there's a lot of different styles of nuts out there. Like, you know, they, but there are a lot of times nuts that will come in with the packed with like, you know, sodium and oils. And I don't know if it's peanut oil, canola. Would it be safe to say that, it, you know, raw nuts would be best, you know, that, I tend to usually gravitate toward the raw, the raw nuts. Yeah. And raw, unsalted, sometimes just like lightly toasted. Those are fine. Um, you don't want like the ballpark nuts, you know, you don't necessarily want that in your breakfast. <laughs> um, you want raw, um, unsalted, roasted, stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Got it. Got it. So yeah. And, and nuts are, like you said, they're very, you're, you got good protein, good met, enough minerals and fiber and so on. And, like I said, the 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 more raw they are, the more they're close to the source itself. So, doesn't get better than that. That's right. The less processed, the better. Yeah, absolutely. So, when you recommend like certain foods for energy, and I know we got just a, we got a little bit of time left for our, to our break, would you say that that 
people should be spending time. I, I guess, how is it like the, the outer part of the grocery store rather than the interior part? <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the outskirts or like the perimeter. There you go. Yeah, of the grocery store, you're going to have fruits and vegetables and dairy and things like that. Uh, in the middle, you have more packaged foods, right? So things that have been processed and they're not all bad, but um, they're less wholesome, should we say? Uh, and you want to spend less time in the middle, more time getting fruits and vegetables and whole grains and, you know, whole dairy and things like that. Great. Great. I think that's, uh, I, I, I guess I'm on the right track. I've been eating, uh, I mix it up a lot. And what about, uh, and I know we have just a little bit of time here uh, to the next break. The What about Greek yogurt, but, you know, not processed? I mean, I guess everything's got to be processed to some level with yogurt, but, but you know, some of the more natural, organic type uh, Greek yogurt, would that be recommended? Yes, Absolutely. Um, I love Greek yogurt and just like a plain probiotic yogurt because it, the dairy itself um, will have, you know, healthy fats in it. I'm not a huge fan of like low fat foods because they often will add sugar. Uh, when they take the fat out, they add the sugar and then it's not as good for you. So I you know, recommend full fat um, because that's the way it came. So it should be just fine that way. Uh, what's nice about yogurt that is, you know, with nothing added to it, plain yogurt, is that it has lots of probiotics in it, which we need for gut health. Um, so those probiotics or beneficial bacteria will basically colonize the gut and then will crowd out. I call it sort of like a real estate war. They just grow and proliferate and crowd out any harmful or non-beneficial bacteria. And that bacteria is so important because it helps to produce um agents to help you digest. It helps to produce um, neurotransmitters that are important for brain health and cognitive health and mood. Um, and it, they're just specifically anti-inflammatory for the gut and therefore for the rest of the body. So I'm a big fan of plain probiotic yogurt. Well, I, I am as well. I love uh, Greek yogurt. So, uh, well, we still got a little time. So I'm actually, this is good. I thought we did, but so we, uh, we are still good. So if, if you were like, if somebody came to you and, and let's say, for instance, they've been really lethargic, maybe, I mean, there could be some other conditions associated with that could be something with their digestive tract or whatever. So what would be like, you mentioned some foods, but what would you say is that one food that you feel universal, it could be for breakfast, lunch, dinner, that you feel like it just could be really impactful for you know, the average, you know, a, a, a typical everyday person. Um, I hesitate just a tiny bit because like I said, like there are lots of healthy, healthy foods, but not yeah. every food is healthy for every person. Yeah, Let's I agree. This person has, you know, no sensitivities whatsoever. They can eat anything. I love dark leafy greens. They're so good for your digestive health. They're really high in antioxidants and minerals. They're high in fiber. Um, so, um, Mushrooms, especially like shiitake or maitake or reishi mushrooms, they are amazing for immune health. Um, and then dark berries as well. Blueberries are just 
fantastic antioxidants and you can you can put all of those in a breakfast you know you could do a little tiny breakfast um stir fry you know you you don't often think of stir fry for breakfast but a breakfast food doesn't have to be pancakes it doesn't have to be eggs you know we're just used to kind of culturally eating those foods for breakfast lunch and dinner but breakfast is just whatever you break your fast with so um dark leafy greens are great um Walnuts, again, are some of my favorites because they are so high in omega-3s, so healthy fats and protein as well. So those would be some of my favorite ones to start with is dark leafy greens, um, immune modulating mushrooms, um, dark berries, and nuts, especially walnuts. Wow. I, you just, I think some of those in the last food, I could throw that in one big salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it'd be so good. Oh, salmon too. Salmon is so uh, great. I love, I love salmon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are they're superfoods for a reason. But would it be safe to say the or, the the wild caught versus uh, farm 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 raised? Yes, wild caught will always be better. Um, they'll be less processed and they'll just be healthier. You know, fish in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes if that's not possible, you still want people to get as many, you know, good ingredients into their diet as possible. But ideally, wild caught salmon would be great. I love it. Well, I can tell you, I I love salmon. I I'm a big, uh, and not only do I like it cooked, but I like it. I like it raw too with sushi, oh, yeah. uh, sashimi, sashimi. And I know where you live, you're like there is more salmon. <laughs> In the uh, the greater Seattle area, I can remember going to Pike's Market. Yeah, you could get uh, get some good good salmon there. I know that, and uh, oh, yeah. so it's a great great thing. So no, that's wonderful. And for those that again, you know, that are listening to the show, we got more to come here with Dr. Mead. We're going to be going to break here, but we highly encourage those uh, to listen to the show in its entirety. There's a lot of great wisdom that was shared. So if you overlook something. This, again, is a great place to, to gather this information. We're also going to learn later how to reach out to Dr. Mead for any uh, questions you may have, any information you may require, things that perhaps she can help you or anybody that you know that has particular challenges or problems in these particular areas that she can help you with. Uh, with that being said, we got to go to break. But when we come back, we got more to come because we're going to be talking a little bit more about, you know, again, finding ways to really, you know, take your well-being to the next level with your digestive system, the energy levels, and again, elevating your mood. And we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people in businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. 
You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Yes, we are here with Dr. Adiola Mead. We are talking everything about wellness here. And again, uh, those that are just new to this show, welcome. You can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. We highly encourage those that are uh, in planning for 2022 or have any questions related to elevating their success, feel free to reach out to us here at sustainable success at Chris at Christopher Salem.com. That's Chris at Christopher Salem.com. So Dr. Adiola, you or me, you know, you, we talked about, you know, digestive system. We talked about energy levels. Let's get into a little bit more about mood and mental health as well. Many times people, I guess, don't realize how, you know, our moods through our mental health, that can impact negatively or positively how, how we take care of ourselves, you know, especially from a physical uh, standpoint. Can you talk a little bit more about that here with the audience today? Yeah, um, it's sort of a back and forth relationship, right? It's a chicken or egg. So sometimes people are experiencing lots of anxiety or depression or or back and forth between the two. And it makes it really hard to implement proper self-care because you just don't feel like it. Um, and sometimes it's just that physically people are not feeling well. And a lot of those mental health concerns are more and more seen to be connected with chronic inflammation, like depression is related to chronic inflammation in the brain. And Um, chronic inflammation can contribute to depression. So they go back and forth. Um, But if you're not feeling well physically, it's going to affect your mood. And we talked about how your gut and digestive health is central to your overall well-being. And if that is skewed because of poor digestion, infection, stress and hormone imbalance, and that it's going to affect how you feel for sure. Um, So those two things are so connected that it's really important to go at it from both um, directions. So you need to make sure that you are both living a anti-inflammatory lifestyle and eating anti-inflammatory foods. Um, but then, you know, environments can be inflammatory as well. Um, be it uh, toxic exposure to particles in the air, mold, things like that, that can activate the immune system and affect mood, digestion, and overall health. Um, but thoughts can be inflammatory, right? Like if we have limiting thoughts, negative thoughts, um, 
you know, fears and worries, those things translate into the body as well. I mean, think about when you worry about something, don't, don't you feel like there's a knot in your stomach and your shoulders go all the way up to your ears? Like those, they're, they're not just, you know, concepts, they're actual entities that affect your whole body. Um, and then like we talked about, like what you put in your body has to absolutely be anti-inflammatory for your brain to be able to work, for you to be able to focus um, and to, to feel your, your possible best. I love that. That was fabulous. I, uh, I took some mental notes there and I hope everybody that's listening took notes again. And if you didn't and you don't have a notepad, listen to this show again. It's an entirety here, which will be available later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel at Sustainable Success. So, Mood and, and obviously mental health are so important. Like you said, it impacts how we eat and then certain things that we are doing can really help us really find that harmony with our, with our mental, our mental well-being. So, 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 so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would be, you mentioned inflammation, like anti-inflammatory type foods. I know turmeric is one. What would be some, and that's like a spice though. But what would be some of the things that, you know, might you might suggest that are anti-inflammatory? I love uh, garlic and ginger. Uh, I use those a lot. Um, but anti-inflammatory foods, again, um, dark berries are great antioxidants, which can be anti-inflammatory. Um, medicinal mushrooms like um, maitake, shiitake, reishi mushrooms are fantastic. Um Oh, omega threes. So flax meal, uh, uh, salmon, you know, and like cold water fish. Those are great anti-inflammatories as well. Um, and even omega threes, you can get them from food, or if you you know decide to get them in a supplement. Studies have shown that if you get them at the right dose, they can be as effective as an SSRI, which is prescribed for depression. So it's really important to have the right components of a diet to you know promote an anti-inflammatory state in the body. Wow, I love that. And uh, this is so, so critical. And I'm so glad that you brought that up here with, uh, with the audience. Now, you know, shifting gears, if, you know, when we look at mental well-being, mental well-being is so imperative, especially in today's world of where COVID, our mental well-being was definitely tested. You know, people working from home and juggling families and other activities and and, you know, a lot of times people can come out of alignment with their mental well-being, which can then affect their physical well-being. I know that companies are, are definitely concerned with the well-being of their employees because without, their, without finding any harmony with their mental well-being, that will impact their other pillars of wellness in a negative way. And that can mean let you know, people out of work, you know, uh, lower retention. You know, and not as productive and as efficient as they can be when they're more focused. Talk about the importance of everything that we you are sharing today and how this can really impact an organization, regardless of size and their people. Yeah, so COVID definitely revealed um, uh, problems that I think people were ignoring before by way of mental health. Um, even if someone was you know, benefiting from the routine of going into the office and being with um, 
people they can collaborate with and then having that separation of work and home that just disappeared with COVID and remote working where people were, you know, working late into the evening, getting up and turning on the computers right away. And just, I mean, the just being bombarded with like messages and tasks and meetings and Zoom fatigue. And it's, it's been quite overwhelming. Um, and what happens then is that you get burnout, it, does, it just gets to be so much that people are, are exhausted mentally and physically. And I think there was a monster.com survey in July that showed that 70% of employees were burnt out, which was just like staggering, right? There's just so many people who have reached their limit. Um, and we have to remember that that isn't just a, a mental or emotional phenomenon that also translates to physical health and people who aren't feeling well physically are not going to feel well mentally and not going to have the resistance to continue being productive and then you end up with um, just disengagement it's really hard right now with people working remotely to maintain a team morale and a culture and a collaborative spirit um so i'm seeing a lot more of that and like managers for example having a really hard time getting deliverables out the door because people are are disengaged they're burnt out um they're not feeling well mentally you know cognitively and then physically so it's really important to have an initiative that focuses on both the mental and physical health of um, employees right now, because, you know, I've been told that people are given like fitness challenges to do and, you know, do this many jumping jacks and do this many crunches. And it's just, it's just not touching it. You know, when you have like kids, you're homeschooling or managing from the kitchen table and then also having to, you know, you know, collaborate with coworkers, that, that fitness challenge is not doing it. So um, my programs focus on um, gut health and mental health together. And we can actually test a gut microbiome with just a finger stick test and tells us the state of the gut, the health of the gut. And from those results, we can develop an individualized diet, fitness program, mindfulness program, and even recommend supplements that might work well just from a, a finger stick test. So that way you can promote mental and physical health all at the same time with measurable results. You take the test, you implement the um, changes recommended for diet and lifestyle, and then you retest and see how things are improved. Um, I also have a bit of a self-care school. I call it therapeutic self-care school because I think a lot of times we want to take care of ourselves, but we just don't have a chance to. We don't know exactly how to. People think of self-care and they're like, I'm going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to get my nails done. You know, I'm going to go go watch a movie. And those things are really helpful. But how do you make your lifestyle your, your medicine? You know, um, so we do weekly modules where you have homework, where you're going to add a therapeutic food to your diet, where you're going to implement a gratitude practice because gratitude is anti-inflammatory, you know, physiologically to the brain where you're going to, you know, develop a sleep hygiene routine and you do one thing a week and therefore you're you're changing things but developing a habit so that your health and the improvements that you're seeing are sustainable over time i love it love it love it love it great stuff so those that are working for companies that are listening to the show right now those that will be listening later share this with your colleagues uh, with human resource department anybody that would be tasked with a corporate wellness program. This is some great information because, again, when we could create awareness and when you could bring in experts like Dr. Adiola Mead in this particular area, this is stuff that could really 
transform a business to the next level. You know, we're not talking business here, but we're talking nutrition. Think of it like the foundation that is going to help people keep focused, alert, motivated, and have the energy to accomplish their tasks and then interdependently grow their, your organization to the next level. So, so important. I love uh, what you shared. Anything else that you would like to share today, Dr. Mead, in regards to really bringing this together full circle and, and how people can start taking ownership today to do, at least take that first step? Yeah. Um, the first thing is just to acknowledge that these concerns are not separate they usually will come together. And that's what I've noticed over, you know, 15 some odd years of practice is that people would come in and they'd say, I'm exhausted. But I also have this digestive problem that, you know, I have been ignoring. And my mood is just up and down all the time. They always, very, very often, let me not say always, but highly likely than those things come together. And if you focus on what is the root cause of those, and it could be a hormonal shift, it could be um, a deficiency in vitamins and minerals, it could be um, just stress and low resistance to stress. Um, it could be lots of different things or just eating, you know, and, or having a lifestyle that is promoting more inflammation. Um, once you figure out what it is, we really can target that reason and treat um, all of those symptoms. They're really just like signs that something has gone awry and we can treat them all at the same time um, while implementing those you know, important skills and routines that you need to maintain your health. And that's why I've created something called a 40-day fresh start program that I use with individuals where we do exactly that. We look at blood tests and find um, out if there are any deficiencies or excesses that we need to correct. We figure out if there are food sensitivities that are specific to that one person. And we also do gut microbiome testing to see the health of the gut and where you can make changes. And then we implement a treatment plan that, um, focuses on any imbalances that we see from those testings. And we do that therapeutic self-care school where you implement an important, like a vital piece of self-care to maintain all the improvement that you see over time. Wow. That's great. I love it. Love it. And, you know, we're getting close to the, the end of the show. And we want to leave some time to let you people know where you are, where they can find you, what you like to provide them. In about 30 seconds or so, would you like to provide any final comments to what we talked, what you shared today here with everyone and those that will be listening later? Sure. I, I guess my big message is that it really is possible to improve your energy, your mood, and your digestion all at the same time naturally. Um, the, the most important thing is to figure out where there are imbalances and treating at that level. And I can be reached via um, email at info at dradiolamid.com or at www.dradiolamid.com. And I also have a, a little ebook that you can start with. It's called How to Improve Your Energy, Mood, and Digestion Naturally and All at the Same Time. And um, I'm going to offer that as a resource for the listeners today. Wow. And we still have, we still have time here. So can you give a little insight about this free ebook uh, offer that you are providing to the listeners and those that will be listening later? 
Sure. So the ebook just is a guide on um, gut health, mental health, and how they're related. And it gives lots of tips, diet and lifestyle wise, on how you can improve those um, aspects of your health naturally. Um, there's also an option to try out a seven day intermittent fasting um, wellness plan. So you just enroll, you start on a day that works well for you and you can, you know, download grocery lists for all these like really clean eating recipes. And just in seven days, I had one participant lose 12 pounds. Actually, I just got a note from her and she lost 12 pounds in seven days and her mood was boosted. She's feeling so much better. She got a new job. Like everything just kind of turned around in these days where she focused you know, solely on improving her diet and eating clean and exercising and breathing exercises and, you know, um, uh, practicing, you know, gratitude and just all these different little aspects of health. And she just went for it about seven days and she just felt so much better. So it's got all these resources in there for you in the free ebook. Wow, that's fabulous. Well, we highly encourage those that are listening, take this offer this is a great way to kind of help you take some ownership over your well-being you know using the guidance of uh dr mead and her experience and using you know alternative medicine and that's with foods and so on and ways that can find you can get your mental and and emotional and your physical well-being in alignment so critical in today's world going forward and as people we have to take the ownership over that with the help of valuable experts and resources like Dr. Mead. So we highly encourage those to check out Dr. Mead. Feel free to reach out. Dr. Mead, thank you so much for being here. We are so grateful to have your presence and your expertise here sharing with us here at Sustainable Success. Thank you so much. And guests or guests, I always say guests, listeners, <laughs> we thank you each and every week joining us here at the Sustainable Success Way Without your presence, we wouldn't have this show, and the show is about you. We bring in people like Dr. Mead to really help you elevate your life and business to the next level. Again, we look at wellness, we look at relationships, we look at business process and strategies, and so on. So have a great rest of your Thursday. We hope to see you next Thursday here at the same time at 12 noon East Coast time, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and we'll see you next Thursday. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.